We just really got scratching the surface with number one uh, last week, and that's Roman numeral number one, the words concerning apostates. And we, we talked about there, and particularly in verse 17, he says, he tells us to remember the words which were spoken of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so underneath that, we have here, the apostles warned of apostates. You say, Pastor, apostles and apostates sounds, uh, uh, they're they're close, amen. Well, trust me, them sounding like each other is about the only thing close about an apostle and an apostate, amen. Apostate is one who is absolutely forsaken the word of God, just just uh, besmirch the name of God, not coming back. The apostles were those, that group that was with Jesus. And then, of course, the apostle Paul uh, was that one born out of due time. So number one there, you can write down Paul. Paul. Uh, in three different passages, Paul warned about the apostates. Uh, in Acts chapter 20, he is uh, speaking to the Ephesian elders. He's getting ready to, to leave Ephesus after a three-year ministry, and he gathers together the pastors there in Ephesus, and he says, you know what? Uh, there are grievous wolves that are going to spring up, and they're not going to spare the flock, and you need to be, as pastors, you need to be ready for them. And then, of course, we're, we're familiar with 1 Timothy 4, 1, uh, where it says that uh, many will give heed, they'll depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devil. That word, depart from the faith, three words, is one Greek word there, and, and it's the idea of the word apostasy, to, to depart from. Well, of course, we know 2 Timothy 3, 1, in the last days, perilous times shall come. And you remember in verses uh, 1 through 7 of 2 Timothy chapter 3, Paul lists a laundry list of things that have to do with the apostasy of the last days. So Paul warned about apostates, but also Peter. Peter. So number two, you have number one is Paul, number two is Peter. If you'll go back in your Bibles, probably just a few pages, uh, you can go back to 2 Peter chapter 2. It's from Jude. It's literally probably two or three pages. You'll go uh, past one-eyed, two-eyed, and three-eyed John, and then you got Second Peter right in front of that. And uh, look at chapter 2, verse 1. It says, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who privily bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And here's a verse for 2023. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. More and more and more, ladies and gentlemen, truth, the way of truth, is being evil spoken of. More and more. You can, you can literally watch this unfold before our eyes. Well, then over to chapter 3, verse 1, it says, This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remember. And he says, I want you to remember this. So that the times are going to come. These perilous times are going to come. And when they do, remember that. Remember what I'm saying to you right now. And what's he saying? Verse 2. 
that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before of the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of our Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lusts. Yeah, well... In the book of Jude, particularly verse 17, this is exactly what Jude is referring to. He's he's telling these believers after he has just literally gone through all these different examples of apostasy, he said, hey, hey, remember what Paul told you. Remember what Peter told you. When you look around and, and, and listen, you know, I was, I was reading uh, yesterday about uh, Matthew chapter 7. Of course, it it's the, it's the, talks about judge not that you be not judged. It tells us to take the beam out of our own eye so we can see clearly. Amen. And what it has to really do with is self-judgment in our own lives before we go worrying about anybody else. But verse 6 in Matthew chapter 7 is powerful when you consider the book of Jude. You know what it says in verse 6? It says, Give not that which is holy unto the dogs. And then, Brother Jim, it tells us not to cast our pearls before the swine. And it's not talking about, forgive me, Miss Desiree, you mentioned Pete's grip. He might listen. This is talking about people who aren't going to listen. They have, they're not only not listening, but they're ready to tear down the church of God. That's the, that's the apostates of Jude here. And he, uh, the, Jude says, listen, remember the words of the apostles concerning the apostates. They told you about them. They told you this day was coming. So, the words concerning the apostles. One of the signs of the end times are mockers. Blank line there. Mockers. Get the, the Greek word there, and it's emiktesed, emiktesed, and it means to play with, trifle with, mock, delude, deceive. It is only used two times in the New Testament, once here, and the other time is in 2 Peter 3.3, which we just read, and is translated scoffers. By the way, let me tell you what scoffers mock. Let me tell you what apostates mock that you and I absolutely love and believe. Number one, they mock the imminent return of Christ. If you go back there into 2 Peter, go, go back uh, and look at chapter 3. We can go right down the chapter here and look at each one of these. It says there in verse 4, and saying, where's the promise of his coming? Where's the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. Oh, you, you tell us that Jesus is coming. Well, where is he? Where is he? That's a, that's a mocker, a scoffer. You know what I say, Uncle Joe? I say he's one day closer for coming. Hallelujah for that. I said he that came the first time will come the second time. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 37 says, And he that will come shall come and will not tarry. So scoffers mock the imminent return of Christ. Here's verse 5. Look at it there in 2 Peter 3. It says, For this they willingly are ignorant that by the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. You say, what's that? What do they mock? The literal creation of all things by God. The literal creation of all things by God. 
By the way, I, I like what Justice Scalia said uh, years ago. He, he was talking about his philosophy of interpreting judicial texts. It's called originalism. He said, you go back to the text when it was ratified by the people. You find out what the people thought, amen. And uh, he, he said that there's other people with all kinds of different philosophies and, and purposism and, and, and coming up with just wanting to change the Constitution. And Justice Scalia said this. He said, listen. I don't need to come up with the answer to every formula. He said, I just need you to know that mine is the best one. You know what? Listen, I don't, I've, heard, I've heard some bizarre things about the creation. I've, I've heard some bizarre things about how we got here. I've heard about a big bang, something exploding from nothing. I want to tell you something. There's no better answer for the universe than in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There's no better one than that. The, the, the scoffers, they mock that. They, 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 oh my goodness, you believe those fairy tales in Genesis? The imminent return of Christ, the literal, literal creation of all things. Verse 6, whereby the world that was being overflowed with water perished. You say, what's that? They mock the flood of Noah. They mock the flood of Noah. Absolutely mock it. They're scoffers. And then really, what do they mock? Verse 7, but the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. You know what they mock? The coming judgment of God. Do you believe that? Oh. You know what I tell them? If you don't believe it, eat, drink, and be merry. Now's the time to live it up. If you don't believe that, if I was you, I'd live it up. Now, I, I, it'd be a whole lot better if you'd turn, but if you're not gonna, I would enjoy yourself now because you're not going to after that. Mockers slash scoffers are willingly ignorant to the things of God. They're literally, you read Romans chapter 1, they've been given over to a reprobate mind. God's literally said, okay, you want it that way? It is not that they cannot believe, it is that they will not. And you can write down John 5.40. Jesus said to the Pharisees, he didn't say, ye cannot come unto me that you might have life. He said, you will not come unto me that you might have life. So, the words concerning the apostates. Secondly, I'm moving quick here, the works performed by the apostates. The works performed by the apostates. What do, what do we see here? Over and over in Jude, the reader is warned of the works of apostates. This is where Jesus said in, in Matthew uh, chapter 7, he said, beware of false prophets. But what did he say? He said, false prophets, you'll be able to recognize them by their fruits. By their fruits you shall know them. And, and he gave a couple of illustrations. He said, listen, you know, you don't, you don't get figs from thistles. And, and a good tree doesn't bear bad fruit. And a bad tree doesn't bear good fruit. He says, you'll know these false prophets. you know these false teachers by their fruit. And, and you know, you can look at verses 4, 8, 10, 15, and 16 that, that we, we've gone through, amen, that just show us there in the book of Jude so much about apostates and their works. But here are the last four that are given in this uh, book, which is all about apostasy. Uh, first of all, in verse 18, 
it says, how that they told you that there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodliness. For, what, what do we see these last four? Number one, mocking the Word of God. Mocking the Word of God. I will never forget being at a, a meeting here in town uh, seven years ago. And we were, at, we were literally at the Michigan Theater, and we had a minute to speak in regards to a non-discrimination ordinance. And I remember somebody that stood up, and they said they, they, they were mocking, they were making fun. And they said, if your religion requires you to hate, you're doing it wrong. You know what the Bible says, ladies and gentlemen? Ye that love the Lord hate evil. That's what it says. That's what it says. Literally. By the way, uh, that person was indicted for setting fire to their own home and destroying their own animals. Interesting. Very interesting. Amen. They mock the Word of God. Apostates mock the, and mock those who truly believe the Word of God and live by the Word of God. Mocking the Word of God. Then it tells us in verse 18, the back half of the verse there, why do they do that? Who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. Not only mocking the word of God, but walking after their own ungodly lusts. You see that in verse 8. Uh, it tells us that these filthy dreamers defile the flesh. Uh, verse number 16, uh, it says they're murderers, complainers, walking after their own lust. The apostate lives by lust. By the way, every one of us who's saved, amen, still battles against the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. We understand that, amen, but the apostate is completely controlled by their lust. Walking after, and not just lust, but it says ungodly lust. Mocking the word of God. Walking after their own ungodly lust. This one right here, separating themselves. Separating themselves. It says there in verse 19, these be they who separate themselves. You remember in Psalm chapter 2, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? What do they say? Let us cast their cords from us and, and, and let us break their bands. Of we don't need God. We don't need his rules. We, we don't need his restraints. They separate themselves. You listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. I've said this for years. All go to hell unsaved. None go unloved. They have separated themselves from God's mercy and God's grace. An apostate, we're Max Coder, great little book on Jude, by the way, if you're uh, so interested. Uh, an apostate scoffs at the law of God, denies the authority of the Bible, lives outside the boundaries which true believers respect. In so doing, he causes divisions within the church. He's a sower of discord in congregations just like this. And then lastly, the works performed by the apostates, mocking the word of God, walking after their own ungodly lust, separating themselves, and then living sensually. Living sensually. These things kind of all go together, don't they? Amen. When you mock the Word of God, you end up walking after your own ungodly lust. You, you separate yourselves from uh, the, the mercy of God, and then you end up living sensually, carnally, according to the flesh and only the flesh. Why? Because you don't have the Holy Spirit of God. By the way, you ought to be glad you have the Holy Spirit. 
You ought to be glad God keeps his word. And when you got saved, that the Holy Spirit moved in to take up his permanent residence. Oh, do we, do we always treat him like we should? No. Do we grieve him? Yes. Do we quench him? Yes. Does he leave us? No, no, no. He never does. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. But beloved, remember the words concerning the apostates. Remember the works performed by the apostates. Father, thank you.